Hey guys, it's Sammy Jane. I know normally we jump right into the episode, but I have to make mention, there is a clip that my guest John and I talk about during this episode. And it is, I checked it out after we recorded. It is so good. I did not want to take the chance of you guys not seeing it because I put it at the end of the episode. So stay tuned after we say our goodbyes. It is right after that. You will not be sorry. It is so good. And if you are listening and you are not watching right now, the link is in the description. You will not regret that. Click on it. I couldn't believe how good this guy is at what he does. So check it out. You will not be sorry. And check out the episode coming up after I shut up. Thanks, guys. And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Sammy Jane, and my guest today, John Dreyer, actor, singer, podcaster, dear friends of me and my boyfriend, John, and guest of the show. How you doing, man? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. I'm so, so happy excited. to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. I, I we were talking off mic about how our apartments, they look like, we kind of look like we're recording in the same apartment, but I in know. different rooms, but... <laughs> It's so cool. Like, the line know, just, yeah. It's it just like, it kind of blurs. I don't know if you guys will see that the way we do, but it looks really cool on our end. <laughs> true. It's very true. <laughs> so I think the last time I saw you was on my birthday. Yes. Zoom. I was thinking in person. Yeah. That's but... what, And I'm like, yeah, Zoom is the last time I was telling my dad. I'm like, oh, and John Dreyer's doing, I'm like, you saw him on my Zoom birthday thing. Yeah. Uh, Yes. With like 15 other people. That was awesome. That was and so you, exciting. You were like, you guys had to do your podcast. So well, well, John has John and this other guy, Brett, that we know. So this other guy is dude. Uh, <laughs> it's one random guy I found yeah. on the street. <laughs> you guys have a podcast that you do together. Yes. It's called Movies in the Buff. Uh, and we, the tagline is basically strip away the bullshit. We, I, I kind of created this. Am I allowed to say that on here? I oh, just thought yeah. about that. You're allowed like, to say we're cursing exactly. everything good. Yeah. Okay. You, you're, you be you, and it's all kosher. <laughs> okay. Good. Because I've I've watched some of your other episodes, and I'm like, I don't remember like a lot of cursing. So as soon as I said that, I was like, Oh no! But I think we're good. If you would have seen the one where I taught my class, because when I'm when I'm teaching acting, I get like really into it, and when I'm directing, and I curse like a sailor. Oh, and my, same. My dad watched it, and he was like, "Little criticism. What's with the F bomb?" <laughs> <laughs> totally totally it's passion dad it's passion so. <laughs> that's right like you you instilled this in me what do you what yeah, are you thinking? it's all you man yeah exactly so anyway yeah so I we, hear, yeah yeah we uh I, I started this podcast a few years back because you know i'm sure we'll talk about it but yeah i'm an actor and and there wasn't a lot happening on that front at the time and and I thought, God, I just need something. And I love movies. I've always loved movies, but I didn't want to just review movies. Um, I kind of was really interested in in learning about how learning about other people through the way in which they receive movies. Mm. So there might be a scene in a movie that I'm just like bawling, and you're like, I feel nothing, <laughs> or vice versa. And I'll be like, Wow, that's that's interesting. Like, but but why? why? Like, strip away the bullshit. Why is this? meaningful to you or not whatever so why does it affect one person like this and another? that's it's really interesting yeah and how can i learn more about that person you know uh, i've i've clearly had we've had uh, john o'connor your 
lovely BF on the uh, yes. on the pod several times, and uh, and it's just it's also just a great way to to have an excuse to to get up, move, do something, and hang out with like some really awesome people. So um, it's yeah. really nice. Yeah, you've been doing this. I mean, I only started this during quarantine, so <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's nice that you had that before, that connecting with others, just getting to play. And I I don't know if it's been this way, but has it felt like a really good thing during quarantine? Have you guys been able to keep it going throughout all this time or has it been difficult? Well, what's been interesting is that during, you know, when, when this whole thing went down in, in New York, New Jersey, um, you know, Brett and I live five minutes from each other so we can walk to each other's places. We both right. work at the same place, uh, which is how we first met John O'Connor. Well, um, now you live there. You ditched our hood. I did. I, I, I bolted from Astoria and went to New Jersey. I finally was like, you came to the apartment. I was like, yeah, we're all going to hang out. You're like, I'm moving. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know. Way to be, man. I, I just I met a you. dishwasher. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, then we can maybe blame it on you. Be like, oh God, I, I, I got to get as far away from Queens as possible. <laughs> John started dating this girl. I'm out. Love you, bro, but Done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we, we, we were able to like record live, um, you know, him and me in the same room because we live so close and we both so nice. were social, like quarantining. We're not going into the city. We weren't, you know, we're both working from home. So we yeah. felt comfortable you know, being in each other's spaces. Um, it did affect because we, you know, the, the, the whole conceit, I know you know this, but the whole conceit of the podcast is that uh, we, we pick a theme every month and do four movies within that theme. Yep. Um, and we also drink whiskey, get a new bottle of whiskey every month, which is yeah. fun. Um, so that it, it affected the themes that we were going to do. You know, we really, we, we kind of had planned on doing like you know, a little bit more heavy stuff. We wanted to do like a, a Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson, There Will Be Blood, that kind of stuff. We yeah. wanted to do, um, we wanted to do like Philip Seymour Hoffman month. We wanted to do some of these that were like, man, I, I, I can't watch this heavy shit right now. I need to, you know, and we feel like our, our listeners need a little pep up as well. And so uh, instead we, and we also wanted to have a guest month where we wanted to have guests on every week. And it was like, yeah. well, this is just, it was too much to try and schedule right at the beginning. So we changed it up and we were like, you know what? Instead, we're just going to do a Nicolas Cage month and watch some <laughs> banging action movies. <laughs> I was like, that kind of keeps it like level, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Face off, Con Air, you know, just like. Nice. Killer action movies. So anyway, that's kind of how it affected us. Um Though our normal schedule, we take a break in the summer. We kind of, our season is generally like September, October to June, July, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, at, at least that's what it's been the last few few years. Yeah. And so, you know, for the past couple of months, we've, we've had our, our annual break. Um, but what's exciting news is that we have a big episode coming out in about a month. Yeah. We are doing a summer movie marathon of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wow. With That's special a guest host. Yeah, special guest host Josh Tobin is <sighs> going to be on that. So he's another He's a good one. Lovely, a another, wonderful person. Another creative uh lovely young man that I've gotten to know through these guys from their work environment. He's a he's a good egg. Yeah. Yeah. So we're very excited about that and uh and and then hope to to see what happens, you know, when we restart up in the fall. So That's awesome. That's yeah, really awesome. So it's, it's a lot of work and you wouldn't, I mean, 
see, I do this. I kind of made it like, I don't edit this. I don't, I don't even watch the It's back. raw. <laughs> raw guys. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. But you guys do edit and you, you, it takes you guys a lot. Of, I finally learned a lot with the editing stuff. So it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty smooth, it's a much quicker process now, but you guys have a lot of work to put into it. Well, we put ourselves into that situation because as we, you know, we will record two or three episodes a night sometimes. Yeah. And when you're drinking whiskey and talking <laughs> about movies, sometimes you start to ramble. Go sometimes off on you a- go down an IMDb rabbit hole. I mean, people don't want to hear that. So, I mean, we don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I do. That's the thing is that that's the kind of stuff that I find interesting. Yeah, like whenever right. John, when he edits his podcast, he he is so meticulous about editing things out. And I'm like, Dude, no wonder it takes you so long. No wonder it's stressful. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. We've gotten better about it, you know, recently or, you know, when in, as it sort of evolved, I sort of like this idea of the, you know, the strip away the bullshit type thing where it's like, you hear that cat in the background, you hear that siren, you hear my neighbors being loud. Like, that's part of it. I'm not going to worry about that. Or, you you know, no, no. Especially during quarantine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like, for me during quarantine, I'm just like, like John's like, we live in a, we live in a studio apartment together. Like there's, he'll be chewing something or doing a rapper. And I'm like, yeah, he's eating a quest bar. You know? like, <laughs> that's what Call that him is. Out. Calling like- him out. <laughs> it could be much worse. It could be like, oh yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's having this little fun time. Uh, I don't know what he does back there. We keep that uh, bookshelf thing. We built this for this exact reason, guys, just yeah. for you. <laughs> you don't want to know. That's right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I mean, I've only, Uh, I have to say, I've not been super good about listening to every episode of your podcast, but I've seen two or three. And that's the same with yours. And I know it's great. And I, and I've loved it. And I want to, I want to tune in more. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's just so much, you know, you, you kind of, that's the nature of this beast. I mean, now everyone and their mom has a podcast because, you know, they, if they didn't before now that everyone's cooped up and they're just like, I'll order a microphone on Amazon and I'll just like (laughs) create and record it. And you're like, all right, the market just went. I know it's such saturated. It's crazy because I planned on, I, this was all supposed to launch. Like my, my podcast was supposed to launch before uh, Corona happened like the, like pretty much right before. And then I was like, well, that's done. But then it, I, you know, it turned around and it wound up being a video. Po- was that your cat? It was my cat. Uh, where is he? <laughs> he's over. He, he's coming over. He must've heard you. How do you Man. say his name again? I always, I always said it wrong after I met him. Petruchio. Petruchio. Like taming of the shrew. Oh, hi, Bubby. There he Aww, is. what a sweetheart. Oh, hi. Can you he hear me? He's no, posing. right? Can he? No, he can't. Well, oh, he, yeah. they have good ears, but maybe, so maybe. I swear, sometimes I'm doing this and like Charlie's like, and I'm like, how do you, how do you hear that? Yeah. Um, he's a good boy. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. I like your cats. Thank you. I like cats in general. Totally. And, and we, we both have very nice ones. Yes. That's what she, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Why am> I? <laughs> <laughs> so um i have to tell you so um i saw lord of the rings in the movie theater the first one and it was great i don't remember any of it john is like you haven't seen like the all the lord of the rings and i'm like no and we started trying to watch like the first one and we never even finished that one i mean he's seen it many times but me we never even made it through 
I, that's not surprising. I mean, you have a very like, as soon as you, you know, this works to your benefit because you're able to like get shit done that no yeah. one else <laughs> does because I have been useless during quarantine. But like that where, where that's good for me is like, great, I'm going to just watch 12 hours of TV right now. And so, so I can imagine that that is too difficult to like focus in for three and a half hours for one movie. I, you know, it's, it's interesting because you got your podcast is Movies in the Buff and you love movies. I grew up, it's funny because John and I put on a movie the other day and I'm like, oh, what were we, we were like uh, looking through, have we seen this? Have we seen this? Have we seen this? And it was like, no to all of them. But I was like, oh, I've seen a lot of these movies, but they were all from years ago before streaming television. Right. And I really don't watch, I grew up in a movie house and like, I think I told you, we owned a video store. Uh, oh, wow, when, I didn't know that. My dad owned the second uh, video store in Long Island. Wow. This is way before Blockbusters and stuff. And we were the first people to have a big screen TV, like real projection built into the floor. Like wow. I grew up on film, you know? Yeah. And I never watch movies now. Yeah. And I think it's that, like speaking, bringing it back to Lord of the Rings, it's like that commitment. Like if I press play, John doesn't understand this. He's like, I, so just, it's not that big of a commitment. I'm like, but if I, pl if I press play, I'm going to sit there for three and a half hours, how long it is. Mm -hmm. And if I watch a show, an episode is like 40 minutes or whatever. And then I could not watch the next episode until whatever. Right. Well, and then a lot of these, a lot of these episodes now on Netflix, HBO, all of these, I mean, th the shows are so cinematic that you feel like you're watching a movie, yep. even though you're, you know, watching only 40 minute TV show, you know, it, it's crazy. It's really interesting. I had this conversation with someone recently about like, you know, man, I just never watch movies anymore. And I found myself, you know, and, mm -hmm. and she said to me, so you like watch movies like that's that's doesn't like that's a lot of people don't anymore. Like that's so surprising. So it's not just me. Somebody else said that to you recently that they don't yeah. really watch. Yeah, yeah, because huh. it's the same thing. Like, you know, I, I don't want to sit down and commit to two and a half hours or two hours or, you know, you know, th this person was like, you know, man, this movie was so long. It was two hours. And I'm like, uh, you don't know what's long. Uh, like, you don't know long lady. Long. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, but, you know I, know, I find myself, you know, when I, I mean, I watch, it's, there's just so much content out there that it gives me anxiety of like, God, I just, I want to see this and experience this yep. and- and I just, there's not enough time to do that and also be productive and also all this other stuff. And so when a, a lot of times I find myself craving a movie because I know that I'm going to get a beginning, middle and end. I'm going to get a full arc. Mm. Whereas if I watch a show, I'm going to watch this show and be like, oh my God, I have 12 more hours of episodes <laughs> before I get the full arc. Right. You know, and sometimes after That's work really or whatever, I just, I want to sit down and I want to have a story told in the beginning, middle and end, and then let that be you know, and put aside like movie marathons or whatever, like right. that's its own thing too. That's but its like, own thing, yeah. Cause like for huh. Lord of the Rings, like you're signing up for 12 hours, like, but what's the yeah. difference if Lord of the Rings was released, which it's going to be on Amazon as a new TV show or whatever. I heard um, about that, yeah. What's gonna be the difference from watching just like the first hour of Lord of the Rings and being like, okay, I know I have 11 other hours to go. <laughs> and so I'll watch one every day, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. And it's like, it's since being six, or you know, um, and those of you that maybe have 
listen to me at all when I'm talking. <laughs> so I've been sick for eight weeks now with a fever and all this other stuff. Um, and so I've had to rest and take it easy. And so I'd never seen Sopranos before. Um, and I'm finishing up season five now. And it's crazy because okay. they're 13 episodes and at least an hour each episode at, for the first five seasons. And I'm like almost done. It's like, holy crap. I've, that's a yeah. lot of time. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. It's so much more than just like a, a single movie. Yeah. I find like I want, <laughs> I'll end up zoning out over the office or community or something for like three hours and not get a, any kind of cathartic experience or any kind right. of anything. Even if it's a dumb Nick Cage action movie, right? Like, yeah. you know, whatever. It's a beginning, middle and end something. Yeah. You know, you know it's funny. I like this certain... I like movies that I've seen already or shows that I've seen already that I can kind of enjoy very lightly if I want to, I think for me, uh, television is like a numbing out kind of thing uh, to some degree. There's a, totally. It's also, you know, being a casting director and an actor and, and directing and a teacher, I'm always knowing this industry. And so it's like also research, but it's yes. also numbing out. Um, yeah. And yeah, you have to learn how to, I mean, not we have had to learn yeah. how to like turn it off, how to not just overanalyze, oh man, how they do that shot? Oh, that was this, that was, you know, whatever. Otherwise it is, you're always, you know. Always. I, I think it was, I don't know, it was Robert De Niro or Al Pacino or one, one of the one of the greats. One of the um, greats. Yeah, said something like, you know, how interesting, or maybe it was Spielberg, doesn't matter. How interesting is it that the, you know, I, I got into being an actor or director because of my love of movies and now I can't enjoy them anymore. You know, it's, I think about like- I just a, got the a, chills because that's yeah. very true. It's true, right? You know, you have like a, a football player or any, you know, baseball, soccer, whatever. They get in because they love the game. They love, but you, they can't just watch a game anymore. Right, right. It's always like, ooh, how did they You're set the seeing all the, this? exactly. Yeah. You're totally. thinking about how, what it was that built, how they did that shot, like blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's the external house. Like they pay for those shots. Like I just always think of everything. I yeah, know a friend right. of mine who's been on the show, um, Ashley Ingram, who is, she won an Emmy this past year for When They See Us uh, on oh, Netflix. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, watched yeah. that. I um, did. Yeah. And that was, that's a, like, I couldn't, I wouldn't have watched that if it wasn't for that Ashley was my friend and I wanted to know I was happy for her that she won the Emmy and I know Absolutely. that it was amazing, but that was, I won't say anything to you guys about when they see us, but it's on Netflix. Um, and yeah, about the central park five. Yes. And, um, that's, I'm so sensitive, hence the needing to numb out a lot of times and ha yeah. watch other things. Cause sitting with myself can be hard. I'm very sensitive. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you. that show, that was, that was rough. And it's, you know, it's a difficult, it's a difficult time that we're living in right now, you know, um, especially being, you know, cis white people yes. yep. uh, identifying and, 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 and being trapped in, in your house and yep. dealing with the, 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 I don't want to get too political or any of no. that, but all of the, all of the shit that's going on. And so yep. it is, it can be very difficult and easy to just, uh, to just zone out and throw something on that you've seen over and over. And, you know, the, the, the only way that I've been able to, to sort of start to deal with this is, is, is like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a difficult watch. And 
it should be and I need to do it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I get so annoyed with people who are like, I don't want to watch a movie because it's going to make me sad or it's going to make <laughs> me angry. Like, yeah. that's the fucking point. Yeah. Watch a movie. That's watch, the like, point. Experience something. And I, and I agree with you. That's one of the huge reasons that I've dreamt of being an actor my whole life is that I felt like what's inside of me is meant to make people think and it's, it, you know, and like make them feel and surrender people more human by right. my own humanity. My acting teacher used to say that, you know, render, mm. render people more human by your, by virtue of your own humanity. And it's like, beautiful. it is beautiful. And, but yet it's hard to take my own advice. Well, there's a time for numbing out, like, because yes. people are like, yeah, but like, I just want to laugh and like that, then that's fine. And, yes. and sometimes you fucking need that. <laughs> I think like, we all need that. Yeah. That's what those are there for. That's why yeah. I marathoned Rick and Morty for the past yeah. couple of days. Like <laughs> a friend of mine know? loves Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's really funny. I'd never seen it before. And I was like, I need to watch this and great, you know? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm glad you just like said what you said though, because, um, I say this and I say this to John, a lot of times I feel ignorant and I get really sad about it that I don't, a lot of times I don't read the news. There's times where I don't know like anything that's going on and I don't want to be that way. And I do want to be more involved and I do want to take more of it in, but to some degree, it's so disturbing what's been going on in our world in these past months alone it's it's almost like i feel like i can't breathe and that's not a reason to tune out because if i'm someone that cares that much then maybe i could do something that's helpful but it just it's i don't know how to be able to function and feel everything that comes along with what goes on in the world absolutely 100 percent agree and i think and, and what you just said is something that's been fascinating me for the past couple of months you know why why this point in history is the whole world coming together around Black Lives Matter and, yep. and you know, finally end, trying to end racism and, and equality for all minority groups and Latinx and LGBTQ plus and all that stuff, right? Yep. Um, and it's what you just said. We, are, we all feel the same, I can't breathe. So when you watch someone who can't breathe and dies because they literally get a knee on their neck, yep. we are all feeling stuffed up there's a, there's a fucking virus that literally makes people not be able to breathe. You yeah. know, like this idea of not being able to breathe, being yeah. trapped in. I think it was Bruce that was talking about like, you know, on your episode a couple of weeks ago or whenever that was about like, wow, nature. That's right. Like open air, you know? So there's this moment yes. in history where we're all like, I, I, yeah, I feel that I identify with that and we need to, and I think it's just so fascinating that that's all happening. I know. I mean, when was the last time that the entire world was dealing with the exact same problem? I, I, I know it's just, and it's, there's no words. There's no words. There's no. really no words, but I'm glad, like, I'm glad to, to acknowledge it. I'm glad to talk about it. You have um, to. Yeah. And that's part of why, you know, and, that's part of why I've done this um, is I, like I said, I can feel so sad and alone and like I'm the only person that's feeling this way or needing to, to zone out or, and I, and it's amazing how many people go through waves of all of this stuff and it's, and it's okay. 
It's okay to need to numb out. It's okay to need to make yourself watch something or not be able to care for a day and then care a lot the next day. Absolutely. Kind of, it's a process for all of us. It's about staying present. It's about, you know, am I watching this to numb out so I don't have to feel feelings and how long have I done that? Or do I need, do I need to numb out because I can't feel these things right now? Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. Awareness. And that's what, you know, that's, that's acting training, you know, for me. I mean, that's something that, that has been, you know, that I feel, feel blessed to have in my life of like being, uh, of having that self-awareness of having that constantly asking deeper questions of like, I'm doing this, but why am I, what's the, why am I doing that action? And why, but really why, why am I doing that action? Why am I? Yep. There's, there's so many layers to, I know years of, years of, uh, therapy to work through life stuff and years of studying psychology and sociology and acting. Yeah. It's all, you know, yeah. Makes you think. It does. It does. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't even talk about your acting. So, um, and, but I, I want to say you said before, like you, I did <laughs> and singing. Okay. So I introduced you as a singer. We'll, we'll touch on this. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, so many places to go with you. So, um, you said before when you teach, like I said, I get so passionate when I teach and you said, yeah, me too. So that's one thing I, I thought to introduce you as also as a teacher, because that's something I know about you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. You know, I, uh, a teaching artist, I guess, you know, I, I, the past 10 years I've taught music theater workshops at Playmakers Repertory Company in uh, North Carolina, uh, over the summer. And, um, and, there, we're looking to uh, to to expand that. I might I'll probably be teaching some more uh, in the fall coming up, which is exciting. Wonderful. Um, some some additional workshops and uh, and and yeah, you know, it's it, preaching to the choir here. But you know, you, you being able to give back and being able to you know get that collaborative experience. Uh, with someone being like, you want to achieve this thing. I want you to achieve this thing. We both want to tell this story. How can we help that? How can we help each other? How can I help you open up and all this stuff? And, you know, and, and I really, I really enjoy the idea of, you know, you've already talked about it. I've talked about it just in the past 10 minutes. Like, oh, I had this teacher once say this. I had this mentor once say this. And now that mentor or teacher lives on and has made an impact and has made a difference because now, you know, when I teach my, my kids or students or whoever, yeah. um, singing, I'm like, that is my singing teacher who passed away last year. Like that's his influence through me. That's him living on through yeah. me. And so there's something really, really, really I don't know, cool about that. <laughs> For lack yeah. of a better word. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because I was journaling the other day and I, this person came to mind who a name, it was just this woman's name and in my journal. And I was like, and I had to really remember, was it a, it was this person from a dream or was it? And it was like a voice coach from years and years prior that I hadn't thought about in a while. And long story short, she had gotten sick with cancer and I always, I, I never spoke to her after she, after I didn't take lessons with her. And I always, I thought about her for years later that I always wanted to let her know how great she was. Like, I didn't have a great experience with teachers my entire life growing up. Um, I was always in trouble. I was always grounded. I was always misunderstood that I was a bad kid. 
And really I was, I was a hurting kid. Mm -hmm. And so when I come across a teacher like that, that's kind and cares it, it, for me, it makes all the difference. So I love when I'm teaching and I know that somebody feels cared about because they are, because I care, so, you know, and I, and right. so, and yeah, teach, you know, having good teachers is important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What, what agree. age kids do you teach and do you love it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've taught any, everywhere from middle school through college. Um, and, uh, the, over the summers, it's mainly been like advanced middle school. Yeah. Uh, so rising sixth to rising ninth grade, uh, which is difficult. Um, but you know, I, I run a tight ship. I don't, uh, I, I don't, it's not a day camp. It's, I'm, you know, this yeah. is, I, mm -hmm. I, I basically, the mantra is like, what would have I wished I could have learned at that age? Cause I, I, in addition, mm had some had some bad um experiences with with teachers and uh and and specifically acting teachers i've had you know like mm. my acting training I, you know it, especially through like middle and high school was like just watch the movie and do what they do <laughs> that's fascinating that 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 goes over anywhere right and i'm like Knowing what I know now, having a master's degree and going through advanced training and been having done this for 20 years, like, wow, I would have been so much further ahead if I had an iota of what like these kids are learning of just like, number one, research and work. Like it's not, it's not just gonna, you're not just gonna show up and do it. Like you right. have to do the research and do the work. Yep. And number two, all the basics that everyone knows, you know, not everyone knows, but that you, we've talked about before, right. you know moment before was tactics, objectives, all yes. that shit, right? All that and stuff, so yeah. like, I, but for me, like I became really You got really the masters, in... you, got, you got a guy with a masters here. He's talking a real deal. <laughs> Boom, what's up? <laughs> Drop us some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a joke that I say with my friends. I'm like, good, I used my degree for the day. Woohoo, masters in acting. <laughs> Woo. Um, it's a big deal no, but though. Yeah. It is, it is. And, and like we've talked about earlier, like it, it, it stretches beyond the nuts and bolts of acting to like self-introspection and empathy yes. for humanity and, and just understanding what people are going through. Um, and also like history, knowledge, like in one year in grad school, I was in a show that took place in the civil rights movement in the sixties mm. and also in Henry the fourth. So you're like, I learn like legit, English history yes, and also all about the Jim Crow South and the civil rights movement. Yep. And like the things that you can learn through each project is also exciting. It's amazing because I, that's such an interesting point because I was saying to John yesterday that I'm fascinated by history and I've always been, I'm very interested. I don't retain it. Well, I have asked my brother the same stories about different parts of history so many times in my life. And I still don't remember, but whenever I've done any kind of acting, whether it's a play or, I still remember specific lines from those specific events. And like, I learned those things and they stuck. Because you have a physical, like emotional connection to them, yep. right? Like it goes, it goes so much deeper when you are working on those projects than, than just like book knowledge that goes in and out. Right, because you're like, it's not sound cheesy, but you're like one with the material when you're an yeah, actor. Absolutely. So, absolutely. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of acting, 
So speaking um, of segues, <laughs> I'm great at those guys. <laughs> I really, I did want to. It was smooth. About it was really a smooth segue. Well, I'm very smooth. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were just in Colorado, which is yes. where you're from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Originally from there too. Yep. Yep. Born and raised. Colorado boy and proud. You're so proud. I love it. I am it's very so proud. great. <laughs> I know. I'm drinking out of a Colorado mug. I have like a Colorado thing right here. Like I'm very proud of my Colorado. See, I, I love that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Man, I'm not. I'm not. As, I'm not so proud. Of where? No, I guess I'm kind of proud. Not like you though. You're like diehard. Uh, oh, Colorado. I'm like a you know a New Yorker is like a love hate kind of thing. So yes. But you were just home and. I don't know if this was okay. John was just saying to me that you're thinking of maybe being back there at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for puts. Sorry, go ahead. No, mm-hmm. like to go back and and live. Is that okay to say? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it, because I'm not like it's not. And and let me say, not necessarily Colorado, but like oh, okay. leave more about like leaving New York. You know. Okay. Um, it. it it's just crossed my mind a few times where I'm just thinking like, you know, I read an article yesterday or something that, that said, you know, something about how, how much this pandemic has, has forced upon us the, the fear of the unknown and the lack of control that we have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, uh, us going through this in New York is very different than anywhere, almost anywhere else in the nation. And, and I, being back in Colorado, I realized that I, I kind of had legit had PTSD f- from, from this experience and, and a lot more social anxiety than I've ever had in my life. I've always been a very outgoing, yeah. comfortable and, you know, Since Italian, know like, yeah, this, yeah. And this, but like <laughs> I was home and I just wanted to like be in a room and shut the door and not talk to anybody because really? that's what we've been like in the past 90 days plus now, four months. Yeah. You know, we're trapped in these apartments that are five, 600 square feet and that's it. You know, a lot of other places, they have balconies, they have whatever, but you know, not me. And, and, and I think as I keep thinking about this, it's just, it's very, I'm very curious to see how this pandemic is going to affect our trade in that because Broadway shut down until at least January, but yeah. uh, it's probably going to be longer. I think it's going to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the effect of not working uh, on, on the actor and on the industry, what's going to bring people to get into the seats is going to be the names, the big names. Yeah. So all of the big names are going to go to Broadway and then all the normal, like, unknown but known to us Broadway stars right. are going to go to regional theater because mm. they're going to now be like, I want to go, oh, how are we going to get people in the seats in North Carolina? We're going to get, you know, the replacement of Alphaba in this or whatever, yeah. right? And wow. so then for people like me, who are pretty far down on the rung of names. For today. For today, for now, whatever, it. New York is going to become a very, very difficult place to be, I think, for, for actors. And I, I didn't really and even I, think about it like that. Sorry, I didn't just, to interrupt I, you. Yeah. No, no, of course. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious, of course, to hear your opinion too about this. But, um, you know, 
I feel like there could also be opportunities then to, to, you know, we are all evolving now the arts, you know, I taught my workshop music theater workshop through zoom, you know, all these theaters are now having to become, you know, production houses instead of theaters because they can't have people in the seats. How are they going to survive? Right. So getting in on, on the ground floor somewhere else might be more exciting than, you know, proofreading legal documents for 12 hours a day. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it, there's nothing set in stone by any no, means, yeah. but I'm just, I'm definitely feeling this, like what the pandemic has done to me is like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. do I, like for the next five years, am I going to be okay with being the guy that walks on and goes, who goes there? <laughs> Cut to next scene or whatever. Like, let me see some ID. And then that's it. You know, like, I mean, those are living in New York worth that. Right. I mean, those are great things too, when they're, when they're at the time and the place and your career, but when, when you've been doing what you're doing as long as you, and then you're like, I want to be doing more than that. That's not fulfilling. How how can you have the, how can you exactly what you said earlier? Like how, how do you impart the human condition through being security guard number three? And is that, is that worth it? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know. A lot of questions. This, I, I, I'm with you. I feel the same way, and it feels like it. Sometimes it seems like, uh, you know, KB, uh, mm-hmm. and you guys know KB if you watched his episode. But uh, he, uh, like, when I get like whatever, there's no point, and like you know, nothing's happening, and he like he's like. Yeah, there is. There's still a point and it's going to blah, blah, blah. And he's good with that. Um, and he keeps doing the footwork. But I, I don't know. It's kind of like other times with acting with me where I kind of had to look within and then do stuff with myself and my life. And it poured into what I chose to do with acting, you know, and I became better and that made me a better actor and a better casting director and all that. But I have all these, que- I don't know. And I'm, and I'm with you, like, I live in a studio apartment and, in Queens. My only outside is my fire escape, which is lovely sometimes, but it's metal and it hurts my butt. And yeah. I like being outside. And I've been sick f- with a fever for almost eight weeks now. And it's like, I just wanna be on a porch. I've been saying to John yesterday, I was like, he's like, I wish, but I'm like, can we buy a house? I want to buy a house. It's like, who can buy a house? I mean, I can't yeah, right now. <laughs> for sure. No, no. But I just want to be outside. I want to be, that's what matters to me right now. Yeah, totally. And that's why, you know, being in Colorado was, was eye-opening because I know, you know, you look at the rents in Colorado and, you know, for 1300 a month, you get 700 square feet with washer dryer parking space in a luxury building in downtown. How much is that? 1300 a month. For, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not the best apartment in the building because you're not facing the mountains. <laughs> for that, you have to get 1600 a month. And you get 750 square feet, brand new washer and dryer, like balcony, all, like every, all of it in a luxury building. And it's just like, when you look at, man, when you look at it. You're like, it I'm is, moving. <laughs> No, I just like no, when you're looking at a deeper philosophy of it is like, what good are, are us like you and me and, and John O'Connor even like, 
what are, what good are we doing in New York? And because a lot of the people here if, know or have access to everything that we are doing, mm-hmm. but the people out, outside of New York, they don't have this access. You know what I mean? And when you're yeah. looking at cost of living and all these other things and, you know, and, and again, I'm using Colorado as an example. I'm also yeah. mulling over North Carolina or Atlanta yeah. or, you know, like just somewhere where, yeah, North Carolina, man, the rent's there. It's like 900 bucks a I month know. for two bedroom, you know, like. I know. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking at like, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't give up the arts. I don't want to like move back or move somewhere to just get a corporate job. You know, but that was, I guess, my my biggest thing because I was like, when when John had told me that you might think about leaving, I, my first thought was like, I, my heart kind of broke a little because I thought, is he not going to do acting anymore? But I feel like your heart is acting, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and the I, thing I is, wondered. I, I wanted to ask you, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's it's been a it's been a uh, an identity crisis for for a long time because. You know, the last stage production I did was like four or five years ago. And that sucks. And I've come yeah. so damn close on so many times. And and I and you know, some of yeah. it I know it's like, yeah, I fucked that audition. Or some of it is yeah. you know, I know I have feedback that are that's like we went with the we went with the guy who's six three and like rail skinny. I'm like, all right, well Yeah. Oh well. What could you have done? Right. Yeah, totally. That's so and I don't much- you know. But either so much way, of casting, right? Yeah, totally. And now, when you're looking at the 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 shifting of voices in in theater and film and TV, which is like freaking finally that it's happening, there's yeah. not a there's not a need right now for a straight white male. No, there no. never really was a need never, for a straight white male. <laughs> there's never let's really be honest. a need. <laughs> <laughs> but and. And so like adding that in there too, you're like, well, you know, so like what, okay, great. And now where, how can I be an ally? How can I help? What can I do? And, and is that in New York? I don't know. But the thing that's really holding me back is like the, the community, you know? Yeah. I live with, live next, next to five blocks away from Brett and, and my good friends from undergrad and you and John O'Connor over there and, and Josh Tobin. I mean, we, I have this community here that, leaving here that's what i'd be leaving and that's what is really holding me back yeah if everyone was like you know what we're buying a house in boston all right we're going to atlanta okay we're going to tennessee okay great i'll go then too because i know you know but how do you abandon this community that's what's so hard that's and i know i know i uh my friend and one of my students from my class bryce was on the other day and he was like he's in brooklyn and i'm like Mm. When are you gonna come to to Queens? He's like, I'll come to Queens. I just got to get like twenty eight people. He said something like that to come to come move with me because his community, it's his people. Right. And right. then when you have that, it's like, yeah, it's hard to leave that. It is. It is. But I'm sure it was nice to see family being away. Oh yeah, it was really nice. I went camping. I know I'm gonna rub that in your face. <laughs> you want to? I don't know if you can or if you wanted to. We're going camping. I don't know if we even mentioned that. Um, oh, next- is this an open invite to all listeners to the Big That's Face what- Podcast? So we're going to. <laughs> well, Zoom cut out. Dang it. Sorry, guys. You're lost. <laughs> oh, we have two camping trips, though, planned. Oh, nice. For next week. I think you. Uh, next week, we're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And then the 
September 10th, 11th, 12th. Gotcha. Okay. Just throwing it out there to you. Your KB is coming definitely next week. Um, I think it's just John, me, and KB. Nice. Um, yeah. But you're, okay. you know, you're always welcome. You're fam. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we're recording for uh, Movies in the Buff, the summer movie marathon coming up. And then... Yeah, when, when are you guys recording? Um, multiple I times. We're, I think it is next weekend. It's either next it weekend okay. or the weekend after. I can't remember. I'd have to look. But either way. Yeah, I'll look in it because I love camping because we were in the mountains. And yeah. it was just awesome. Hiked a 14er which Colorado is 14 uh, peak that is over 14,000 feet. We call them 14ers. Wow. I didn't, you know, I I was like 14 or I was like, that's, that's big. And then you said what it actually is. I'm like, that's really impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It was not easy. I was huffing and puffing. (laughs) Wow. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You start at like, nine, 10,000 feet and then you gain like 4,000 feet in elevation and you're flying high. Oh, there they are. This is a a little, this is Charles Xavier. Oh my God. He's, he's ruining the podcast, but he was (laughs) meowing. It's his own fault. I know. It's like, what do you want, Charlie? That's that's the thing with how, with having cats in uh, the quarantine right now is like, they're like, oh, it's so great. You're around all the time. This and this. Why isn't my food bowl always full? All the time. I it's it's like, bro, it yeah. can't be full all the time. No, no. He, he just like my, scared my, himself and skid out. I don't know what he just did. She <laughs> like slid across cat, the floor. Freaking my cat eats better than I do. Like, you I'm know, like, like he has three square meals a day, <laughs> no alcohol. <laughs> oh my god! I know. It's Crazy. I know, Charlie. It's really funny because I think I kind of figured it out that uh, Charlie is very emotionally vocal and Storm mm. is very emotionally physical. Mm. And so Charlie just meows all the time. Like he's just staring at me right now. He wants food. Um, yeah. If John hears him, maybe he'll get him some food. <laughs> so, Intense, John, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Watch the wire. <laughs> Segway into feeding the cat. <laughs> Speaking of my boyfriend feeding the cat. <laughs> it's amazing because he doesn't hear me ever. Like he has his headphones on. And like before when I was asking him to move the light, please. Like it was like, babe, <laughs> babe. Like, no, nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Um, I so mean, I, it might be a prerequisite for living with you, right? Being able to just like tone some stuff out. <laughs> you got to tone me out. You, you just have to learn to do that if you're going to live with me. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, it's, it's fair. <laughs> Look, I get it. I'm a very loud Italian man, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you have a sure, boisterous personality. Yeah, I'm sure there have been many a time where people in relationships have been like, <laughs> <laughs> "So great, sorry, can't hear you." Oh my god, it's funny. He's doing this. He, I think he may have told you he read this book, Breath, um, and the book he read. Uh, the guy talks about chewing gum a certain amount of time a day. So he got this like very hard gum and like, I have a thing about chewing and I can't stand the sound of it. Ooh. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Eh. And I'm like, I know. like lately, even with my headphones on, I'm like, are you chewing? Are you chewing? I can feel it. I can feel you chewing. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, the same way. ASMR for me is like torture. Like if, if someone put me in a room with like the, <laughs> it's just like ha nope no no nope no no 
<laughs> Over there. Nope. No. That's like me yeah. with chewing. Like I remember like my college roommate, I remember her just sitting next to me and I just, all I had to do was just look. She would be chewing. I'd look and she's like, God, you're so mean. And she's like, <laughs> I go story away. I didn't oh, say anything. Man. No, but you, you knew just, it. Yeah. It, it all, I boiled it down to a look and somebody knows not to chew. <laughs> I mean, that's a talent. That's your superpower. That's your mutant That power. is my seriously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I know you have work today, right? Yes. At some well, point, I do have to work from home. How, how often are you working right now? Five days a week. Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing overnights? No, no, I got off that for sure. Just doing evenings, which is nice. Evenings, okay. Because when John said the other day, like you were still working, I was like, like, I didn't know if you were doing overnights, and I was like, I didn't think you were. Okay, I had to get off that for my health. Yep, that was that was crazy. But when when John and I, so John, my boyfriend, and John Dreyer, um, they work together uh, at a law firm, or they Mm -hmm. used to work overnight, like. I was saying to John yesterday, like, I want to buy a house. And he's like, all right, if you're serious about buying a house, I'm going to have to get back on the overnights. And I was like, what good would a house be if you were a zombie and you're miserable? Like, I don't want you to be miserable. Like working overnights like that. I don't know how you guys did it. Yeah, it was, uh, you don't realize how, how harmful it was until you get off of it. And you're like, whoa, you know, like awake after five years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I bartend if I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I was just going to say, you know, and, and also like effect on, on physical health where it was just like, wow, my, you know, my skin is clearer and my, you know, like it, it's, it's crazy. I know. I, I used to bartend like one or two nights a week and then even that would screw up my entire schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, I do have one, uh, actually maybe two questions for you before I let you go to work. One, yeah. so I didn't know you were a singer. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. I don't know. I I know you studied acting. I know you had a master's. I knew all this stuff, but I don't think I knew you were a singer. Well, I'll, uh, if you want to hear my voice, I, uh, I did a little quarantine project where I got very bored and recorded every part of one day more from Les Mis. Really? Um, ensemble, like everything. No way. then I, I uh, put a video together of <laughs> me. You're going to see a lot of different Johns. Um, but it's fantastic. Yeah. So if you want to watch that, that's kind of an intro into uh, my voice, I guess. How do I see this? It's on, uh, it's on YouTube. You can also find it on my Facebook page. Um, but yeah, you can. Yeah. It's, okay. I, so other people can see this too? Those oh yeah, it's that up. now it definitely is... want to see this with me. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's like like I said, thirty two different versions of John on the screen. Uh, I'm excited. Just, it's crazy. It's very silly, and uh, had a lot of fun making it. I had my friend Melanie do my hair and makeup. And Melanie, my, that and... I know, Melanie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh... Graphic designer Melanie and her husband Tim yeah. was like director and helped me come up with some like fun characters and stuff to do and That's and whatnot. Awesome. So, yeah, so, it was it was really fun. So that where can people find that? Because I, I, we're gonna put your other info on here as well. But totally, yeah. So well, my website is john drayercom and it'll be posted up there. But right now, it's also on uh, just you can access it through my Facebook page or. Um, 
Yeah, I guess that's the easiest to me. I, I don't have yeah. a YouTube channel yet, but. Uh, I'll be pasting the link for the video with the episode. Just so Yeah, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, you can share the link that way too. And that that's will fantastic. Be... <laughs> I have your permission and we're good. Please share away. Share that's away. It is wonderful. very silly. Very I silly. I can't wait. And you said you did nothing with quarantine. Mother F. Yeah, I did something. You did something. I can't wait. Oh my God. Has John seen this? No, right? I don't know. I don't, maybe. I don't think so. He doesn't so. even know. Yeah. He would have said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably would have. He would have right. showed you. As soon as we're hanging up, like it's coming on. Um, Do watch it, watch it. I'm really excited. Yeah. No, I've been a singer for longer than I've been an actor, honestly. You know, and when I when I was choosing to go to to undergrad, it was between vocal performance or theater performance, and mm. and uh, and I, you know, I was all state choir all through high school and student conductor, and and um, have always, yeah. you know, singing has always been as big of a uh, of my identity as acting is ever since I, you know, my mom is a beautiful, wonderful singer uh, mm. and her and I have been able to sing duets as well at some points. And, but oh, that's I've, amazing. Uh, yeah, music has always been a huge part of my life. And, and, uh, and so that's, that's why that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, I want to do something I want. I, I crave it. So that's why like during the quarantine, I was like, all right, I'm bored. Let's do Les Mis. Like, yeah. that, I got to do something. Got to sing somehow. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, you're that's very, kinda it. Kinda you're very, like um, you're so, you're just so lovely. You're so creative and thoughtful and mm -hmm. present and kind. You're, it's, I, you must be a wonderful teacher and running a tight ship is important with kids. Um, but you're so, you're so caring and, and just honest, you are who you are, which is, which is why it's funny. Cause John, you know, you're a best friend to him. And just even before I met you, the energy that I got from you and just how strongly he feels about you. I'm like, I was already all in, but then getting to know you, you're really, really wonderful. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I really do. That means a lot coming from you. And, and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love John too. He's uh, you know, I, I, I was reading something, I don't know, again, recently, because what else are we fucking doing during quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> but just yep. scrolling through random articles about like, you know, how, how, how much you can really tell someone's personality through their friends and who they, who they hang out with. And, and, yep. and it is kind of true when I look at, you know, different friends, I'm like, okay, this is my, this friend, and this is my, this friend, and this is my, you know, and that kind of shapes our personalities. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that, again, and that's why it's so difficult make, trying to think about leaving New York, going yep. anywhere else, North Carolina, Colorado, wherever, yeah. um, because these people are special. And yeah, you know, so just you need to go buy a house in Colorado and we can just yeah. all move to Colorado. That's <laughs> and I'm kind of letting it noodle in there. Uh, yeah, just like, saying. Right. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Nothing is, you're young. Any decision, and I, I think at any age, any decision is not necessarily a decision forever. True. So like, you know, we can always, we can move, we can change, we can grow, we can go back, we can explore all different things. It's yeah, never, true. It doesn't have to be absolute. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> it doesn't have to be absolute, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Great, John. Way to go. <laughs> oh. That was awesome. All right, so I, I have one more question for you before yes, I let please. you go. Please. So there is a portion of my show that is called A Feather in Your Cap.
And when I say a feather in your cap, I mean either an achievement or a success, maybe something you've learned that you've kind of tucked away that maybe will help you in the future, that has already helped you, that serves you maybe regularly. But I wanted to see if you have a feather in your cap that you could offer others that might help them. Okay, so like not an experience that's like, oh, I did this, but more like I've learned this and this is what I would impart to you. Yeah, or maybe even just an awareness, an awareness that you've come to think about that you think maybe would help someone else to be anything. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I know, it can be so many things. Yeah, I think, I'm just thinking about how to phrase this because I, I like the the first kind of thing that comes to mind is like be present, but that's such a vague general, like, okay, great, whatever. And, and it's deeper than that. I think it's be, be, be gentle with yourself in that, you know, kind of like what we said earlier, sometimes you need the numbing out movies. Sometimes you need to get hammered drunk alone on your couch <laughs> sometimes you need to go on a freaking run until you puke sometimes you just need to go on a walk and sit in a you know like but it's whatever you like checking in with yourself and being like today right now what do i need and and being generous saying and that's okay, and that's okay. you know that's all because that's tricky it. i and totally okay. agrees yeah, yeah. Right He's now, like, I need some fucking food. Get <laughs> off the goddamn phone and feed me. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to, mean to make light of what you were saying because you said exactly, I, in my head, I was saying before you even said it, like, and that's okay. And, mm -hmm. and that gentleness with, I'll speak for myself, I, I think I was saying that almost exact thing to somebody yesterday or the day before, like, I'm trying to be gentle with myself. I, one of my students uh, the other night, um, we emailed after class. And at the end of the email, I said something like, do me a favor and go allow yourself to suck at a bunch of stuff today. And like, and I really meant that. Cause like, I don't know, I'm such a perfectionist. And it's like, it's okay to mm -hmm. fuck up and excuse me, to mess up, to, need to lay on the couch to do nothing to whatever. So that's a wonderful feather. Thank you. Yeah. And I would say just as that, as an addendum, like addendum, I guess maybe, but like, and sometimes you need, you need to say no hmm. to, to certain things and that's okay. You know what I mean? It's not only about like, Oh, I need to binge. I need to not like this, but right. also like sometimes I need to say no to this opportunity or to them asking me a thousand times to do this and that and like yeah. no i need space i need my i need a day or whatever yeah but anyway just wanted to because no. with that also comes agency and not just like i need that thing right but, right just like the awareness what do i need for me today yeah what's right. yep thank you that's a, a great awareness for me i'll speak for me i'm sure for you guys as well and uh feather and you can't <laughs> I love that. Thank you, man. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Tell us where I'm going to put your information so you guys can see that uh, Les Mis beautiful piece of work from John Dreyer here, but also where else can we find you? I'll put that. Yes. Info. Uh, you can find movies in the buff 
uh, on our podcast is on everything on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all that, all the good places. Yeah. Um, movies in the, it's also on like, I have this little random app and like they're everywhere. So movies in the buff, like you have an app, you get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you can find uh, all of our info on Facebook and Instagram at movies in the buff. So that's Great. pretty easy movies in the buff. Uh, and that's how you can get in contact there. And then you can just, you know, that that's an easy way to get in contact with me too. But again, my website is john-dreyer.com uh, because john-dreyer.com was taken by a black Christian rock artist. <laughs> so Unfortunately, you do not fit that bill. I, but, God, yes. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's like Christian R&B artist, like, I've heard some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, he has my name. I have to like, (laughs) so yeah, John. How do I stack up to this guy? Awesome. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It does. It's no, it's no one limit, one, one day more, but uh, yeah. Can't wait to see this. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to let you go and look, Charlie's back. He wants food and Perchicchio does, but thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy you got to be on the show. And I really, I would love to see you at some point soon. Me too. Me too. I, I, this has been really lovely. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank really you. Nice. Yeah. Let, let us know about camping. Will do. No pressure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you guys, let, let me know about camping because we're going to be going on. So just let me know. Yeah, totally. We'll meet you there. contact info. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Let's thank John. Clap away, my man. And guys, Keep this thing going. We love the support. We love being here for one another. And um, like, rate, subscribe. Check out Movies in the Buff. Check out John Dreyer and all his goodness. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for Thank being you here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. One day more, another day, another destiny, this never-ending road to Calvary. These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. One day I did not live until today. How can I live when we are parted? One day more. Away. And yet, with you, my world has started. One more day all on my own. Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring. I was born to be with you. What a life I might have known. And I swear I will be true. 
we'll nip it in the bud. We'll be ready for these schoolboys. They will wet themselves One with blood. Run amok, catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when there's a break for all. They're a little jip, they're a little touch. Most of them are corners, so they won't miss much. One day to Tomorrow is the judgment day. Tomorrow we'll discover what our God.